Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast. Today, I am talking to Trisha Dyka, who is an intuitive empath coach, a Reiki master, a best-selling author, teacher, and speaker. And her mission is to help other empath coaches and healers go from emotional overwhelm to learning how to manage their own energy so they can be more visible and enjoy inner peace. And that sounds super formal, but here's the deal. There's an, this is an amazing time to have you on the podcast, Trisha, because we're going through this pandemic right now, coronavirus, and I know everybody's sick of hearing about coronavirus. So let's come at it from a different angle today and talk a little bit about being an empath during these times. Um, I have some feelings about it. I am an empath, in case you didn't know. <laughs> it's not something I put on my business card, but I am certainly an empath. And I actually also am Reiki certified, by the way, so we have a lot in common. Um, but I want to, I want to have, like, we were having a little bit of back and forth before we started the recording and I want to talk about that stuff. I think that stuff is important for people to hear, uh, before we get into it though, tell us a little bit about you besides just the bio. Tell us how you got into this or anything you want us to know about you. Um, wow. <laughs> I know okay, it's a lot. So, Open-ended question. <laughs> I know I could really go on and on. Um, no, seriously. Uh, it was about 10 years ago. Um, I just remember, and it was like such an interesting point in my life because I, I was completely dead inside. Like I wasn't feeling anything. And I was like, well, that's odd. And I did not know I was an empath then. And I was just kind of going through the motions, going through the motions. It started in September, right around my birthday. And then by Thanksgiving, I was, I was just becoming a mess. Like I was an emotional nut job. I, I was literally sobbing and it went straight through to the new year. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I was sobbing so badly almost every single day and I was working and I remember getting up at my job and running into the bathroom to silently sob in the stalls because you, first off, who wants to see you sobbing at your desk? And mm -hmm. when they're going to say to you, what's wrong? My response was, I have no idea. Oh God, isn't that crazy? Yeah. I had no idea. And my husband's like, he was so good. He's like, what's the matter? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, I don't understand how you don't know. I says, I can't give you a better answer than I don't know. But it was like, it was months of this sobbing. And I'm an extrovert, so I love being around people. And that, that just stopped. It was like I hid at home and thought that, you know, I would be, it, it just didn't matter. It didn't matter where I was, who I was with. It was like this constant barrage of emotion after emotion after emotion and I and I didn't know what to do with myself mm. and then I don't care what you believe in God universe source energy whatever you want to call it I it was a pivotal point because I was like I don't want to wake up anymore so can you help me because mm -hmm. if this is the rest of my life I'm done like the men in white coats are coming to take me away or just let me go in the middle of the night because I don't want to live like this mm -hmm. and I remember saying, and I remember getting up the next morning going, do I feel any different? Mm. You know, I'm like, no, not so much. But I got intuitive hits, guidance, gut, whatever you want to call it. And it was like from that day forward. And it was funny because my husband goes, I know what's going on with you. I said, what? I'm like, please. Him. And then I got Facebook messages from people I hadn't spoken to in a long time. They're like, we really need to talk to you. And I'm like, all right. And that same day, I got like three or four people telling me, you're an empath. Mm. I'm like, well, I don't know what that is or what that means. And then I started doing the research and I'm like, oh, wow. 
yeah, oh boy, <laughs> you know, this makes a lot of sense. And I, and of course, like when you really start to understand it from the perspective of, all right, this is a gift. And I pick up so much from everybody in the world, hence right now the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I was able to actually start, because I went through the woe is me. I went through the, I can't believe, you know, why would you do this to me? I went through all that, you know, yeah. and in the end, the best thing I could tell everybody, the happier I became within myself, the easier emotions flowed, mm -hmm. the quicker I was able to come out of it. And I enjoy living life right now, mm -hmm. even, even in this chaos. Yes. You know, as we were talking earlier, I did go food shopping today. I was a little disturbed by the no masks and the social distancing, which was like two feet on me. <laughs> um, and there was at one point in one of the stores, I actually said to my husband, I'm like, I couldn't breathe because I had the mask on. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like I'm going to have an anxiety attack mm -hmm. in the middle of the store. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to hit the floor and we're done. Like I, I was like, I didn't know where to go and what to do. So for all the people out there, you know, if you're not having a good day before you walk out that door, stay home. Do yeah. not do it to yourself. Like I was having a decent day, but it was like, I was just now that you're out in it and you're feeling like when I was at the um, register, she actually said to me, she's like, you know, everyone's on eggshells. Like she, everything I was feeling, she said, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I know, I know. Mm -hmm. So there's tools I'm going to share as well within this call. So people can definitely help themselves way better. Okay, so before you go on, I know you're talking about being an empath. For somebody that doesn't understand what that is, can you explain it? Yes. An empath is somebody who picks things up mentally, whereas you're in this constant empath fog. Or another great way to describe it is you ever like not, you're, you're so confused and clouded that you can't make a decision or mm -hmm. somebody's asking you something and you're like, you, you can't formulate responses and sentences are mm -hmm. kind of, you know, short <laughs> or not making any sense. Um, that's the mental aspect of being an empath. There's a physical aspect and physical, you're literally picking up other people's ailments and issues. And you may not even realize that you're doing it. Mm -hmm. um, perfect example. I was at the mall several years ago and I walked in and I was fine. And then all of a sudden I stopped because literally I was like, I'm going to fall. Like my whole hip, like just like locked up. And I'm like, I remember thinking, Oh my God, what just happened? And I'm like, but at that point I also understood. Mm -hmm. So I said, this isn't mine. Mm. This is not mine. It's not mine to hold on to. It's just passing through me and the emotional aspect of it. Mm. And the emotional aspect is, yeah, it's tough. I, you know, I fly a lot for my job and I'm not really the best flyer, but I've gotten used to it over the years. So I'm really, I don't get nervous that much anymore. And yeah, you know, I don't yeah. have a lot of anxiety about it. I don't love it, but I do it. And there was one time that I remember being on the plane and I wasn't really even paying attention. We were just boarding and it wasn't, you know, anything to pay attention to. And I'm playing on my phone or, you know, texting people or whatever. And all of a sudden feeling so anxious, I could barely breathe. And I just kept saying, why am I so anxious right now? Nothing's even happening. And I look up and there was a person, maybe like one row in front of me across the aisle who you could just tell was a bad flyer, was, you know, popping pills, was, you know, doing the, and, the, and, and, 
you know, sweating and where's my luggage supposed to go? And it, there was so much. And I was like, oh, okay, this doesn't belong to me. Yeah. I'm going to release it. <laughs> it belongs to, to him or her, whatever it was. But I, I understand like there's many times for me when I feel a certain emotion that feels out of context, I have to first say, okay, who's around me? What's happening? What's going on? Whose energy am I picking up? Is it mine? Like I have to check in first. Is it actually mine? And that's tough to do in this scenario, in this pandemic, right? Because we are, we are absorbing so much from the news. We're absorbing, like, yeah. like you said, you went to the grocery store. I also went to the grocery store this morning and felt like the, the shelves were empty. The people mm-hmm. weren't wearing masks and gloves. The people at work there, it was really upsetting me. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I go and I look at everybody. Okay. You know, maybe they know somebody who's sick. Does this one know someone who's, you know, mm-hmm. it's really yeah. difficult. And, and prior yeah. to that, um, and this is something I experienced also prior to that, I had gone to Sloan today, uh, you know, I'm a cancer survivor and I had to get my monthly shot today. And that's a really tough place for me to be also as an empath, because you're sitting in a waiting room with people that all had cancer or have cancer. And you're like, I have to be careful not to take on their emotions because it's really, um, it can be dangerous, toxic to you. Yeah. However, I also think that there's a part of it that for me personally, I really enjoy because it allows me to connect with people close to me in a different level. And do you experience that as well? Uh, every day. Yeah. And I love how people come up to me and they tell me their life story and I feel such a connection to them. But what really makes me happy is they've just unburdened themselves with whatever it was. To me, it's irrelevant, you know, and they say, always say to me, I'm so grateful. I told you, I don't know you. I feel so much better. And they walk away. So like, to me, that's the purpose of an empath. We take on others' emotions. It, if we allow it, it flows through us. And then it's left up to the universe, the earth to kind of deal with that and cleanse it in their way. And by the way, I am also a cancer survivor. Oh, congratulations. There you go. So this is you know, for me, I understand where you're coming from. And I got, I, when I was going through it, walking into those places was like a brick wall of tremendous fear, uncertainty, and, um, just, just, it was a mess. Yeah. So I, I totally understand, um, that aspect. I'm curious, did your feeling of emptiness when you were feeling empty, uh, coincide with any of the cancer Mm-mm. No, that's interesting. Was it after no. or before? It was before. It was okay. before I, it was about five years before. Like mm. it was, it was like this, just this void. I wasn't feeling anything. Mm. And I was like, this is so odd for me, you know? And it, and it was about a month and a half that I was just going through the motion. Mm. And then it was like a light switch got mm. turned on. Mm-hmm. And it was all the years that I have pushed down, ignored, pushed down, ignored, just kept coming up every single day. Yeah. So do and, you find that you also take on people's good emotions? Oh God, yes. Do you ever wake up and you're like, I'm so happy. <laughs> but the funny thing is nobody ever questions that. Yeah. Because why would you question joy, excitement, peace, right. faith? It's just something you don't question. You question. And I've noticed when we question those negative emotions and we can't make sense of it, then we create a story in our head. Mm-hmm. of why we're feeling that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was 20 years ago when my mom said this or my friend did this or my teacher or my husband or whomever. And it was, it's just, 
we feel the need to create a story to explain away that emotion. Yeah. And you're giving it power. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Which is, which is tough because when you start giving negative emotions power, that's when you start going down that downward spiral, right? Yes. Yes. So I'm curious, give us some tips for people that are empaths or think that they might be overly empathetic or uh, however they want to label or not label themselves. How do we deal with this time right now? Um, just with all the emotions that we're feeling and, and the emotions and, and we're stuck in our houses with people that are also having energy and thoughts and feelings that may not be coordinating with our own. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> and on top, I mean, that, on a good day, right? Yeah, on a good <laughs> but, day. But I, now. <laughs> I so want to, I want to express that whether you're home alone or you're with a house full of people, the four walls of your house do not protect you from emotions, which are energy in motion. Mm -hmm. So you could be feeling the guy down the block and have no idea. Mm -hmm. But in this instance, it really is a collective. And one of the things I've done is very little TV news. Mm -hmm. I want to watch enough where I am informed. But when it comes to the rest and the opinions, I, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. That has to be off. That's, mm -hmm. that's a choice for me. Mm -hmm. So that might be if someone's watching a tremendous amount of, amount of news right now, shut it off. Just and you can do that. And that is the same thing you need to do with your brain, right? So when yeah. your brain starts going blah, 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 and it's taking you to places you don't want to go, you need to say, mm, change in the channel here because this is not serving me. Yeah. So one of the tools that, that I encourage people to start immediately, especially if you don't understand what energy is yours and what's not, is I created something I call the empath symbol. And this was when I said to the universe, God, whatever, you know, help me because I can't do this anymore. I created the empath symbol and the empath symbol can be anything. It does. Don't even think about it. Just pick something you like. Um, animals, fish, instruments, places, um, uh, you know, mammals, whatever it is. Like I love big animals. So I picked a bear. Mm -hmm. And when I do my meditation in the morning, I ask the universe to show me my bear when what I'm feeling is not mine. Mm. When I first started using it, it came up 90% of the time. Wow. It was crazy. I went into Best Buy and before I got in there, like my husband saw the change. He's like, oh boy, like the, the levels of anxiety spiked. Mm. And it was, um, I, just, I don't know why. So I, I got in the store. And he knew about my symbol and on every TV was a bear. Oh, so funny. That I mean, was funny. For me, I don't, I'm not surprised by this at all. I know some people are listening, probably rolling their eyes, but I do this a lot with the universe, not just even yep. that. I'll do, you know, be having to make a decision and I'll yes. meditate on it and say, I, I had this one time I asked the universe, you know, is this decision the right decision? If so, can you send me a unicorn? And, you know, because for me, unicorns are not popping up every day in my life. Right. I mean, I don't have little girls. I don't have, you know, so I'm like, okay, just show me a unicorn. Yeah. And I swear to you, I took my dog for a walk that afternoon. My dog who never does this type of thing crawls under my neighbor's bush. I'm like, what are you doing in there? Comes out with a unicorn in its mouth. Uh -huh. That was like from a clip, a little girl's clip or something like that hair clip. And I was, and he hands me this unicorn and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I see them everywhere. Or I'll ask for something like a symbol, like a feather. Like if you're, mm -hmm. and sometimes I'll even say to the universe, like, are you with me? I don't, I'm not feeling you right now. If you're with me, show me a certain symbol. Yes. And there was one time I opened my fridge and a feather fell out. And I was like, how did that even get in there? Like that, that is just so crazy to me. Um, yeah. So I, I, 
speak with the universe very much through symbols. And I think, you know, Mm -hmm. we have to, we have to really recognize that the universe doesn't have a verbal language. So we have to pay attention to those things. Same thing. Like when you're thinking about somebody, you're talking about somebody you haven't talked to in a long time and all of a sudden they call you, that's the energy. That's the universe saying, okay, let's, let me connect. Let, you know, and that's why we have to be careful with what we oh, think yes. and what we say, right? Yes. Yes. It's, it's so true. I love that you're saying that just recently I, I said to the universe, you know, I'm choosing this path, but tell me if it's the right one. Show me an owl. Cause there's no owls around here. Right. Well, good God. <laughs> there were owls on the news. There were owls on commercial after commercial after commercial. And my husband knew he's like, really? Mm-hmm. It was like, and then something else on, the, uh, my email came through with an owl. I started to laugh. But the thing is, when I use that symbol to show emotions, if you're paying attention mm-hmm. and you believe that the universe has your back, then you're going to see your symbol. And I would love to tell you that 100% of the time you're going to see it. But unfortunately, we have our emotions right. and our own stuff to deal with. So, yeah. you know. It's, it's a great learning tool. And I've also added for like collective consciousness, telepathic abilities, because in my case, I will actually hear emotions in my head. I will hear the conversations. Um, and it's a little, when it first started, it was, it, it was a little scary. But then I remembered when I was 17, 18, when this happened and I thought mm. I was nuts anyway. So, right. <laughs> you know, but it came back now with everything else. It's like, all right, we unlocked that door and you're getting everything. So and I may sound crazy to some and others are going to be like, I get this. I get you. So it's okay. I, I've learned. I think that when you talk about this stuff, people only sound crazy until it's not crazy anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? Until somebody yes. gets to a point in their life where they're like, oh, now I understand why I heard that. It wasn't yeah. meant for me then, but it's meant for me now. Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's, there is another tool I would like to share. Another, e- like I'm all about quick and easy tools. Cause I want to get back to my life. I want to live my life. I don't want to get caught like a deer in that headlights and being like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Is this mine? Is And a great question, like you said, is does this belong to me? Like if you are so out and left field and you, you're like, Oh my God, I feel it. Then if you stop and you're like, does this belong to me? That's mm-hmm. a great question. Mm. You know, but another thing I do during my meditation time is I will imagine my heart center, your heart chakra, your heart center is open and you have a gentle breeze, like a fan is blowing on you all day long. And I ask the universe to take this fan and remove anything that I am holding onto that is not mine. So if I am like rushing and not paying attention and I'm picking up emotions, I have the intention of that heart center open and it's just letting everything flow right through me. I think that all these tips that you're giving are really important, but also require presence. Yes, they do. And that's hard right now. And in, in this day, it's so weird. You know, we're, we're home or if you're not home, you should be unless you're an essential worker, uh, but we're home. And yet it's still, it's even more difficult to be present. You know, we had this fantasy sort of, of like, if I just had a month home, I would get all this stuff done and I would exercise and I would eat right. And I would take my vitamins and you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's not quite like that right now, right? Because we're, no. it's, this is not real life. We're in, a, we're in a stressful situation. And sometimes being present is really difficult when you're in a stressful time. It, it is. But at the same time, people are running from themselves. They're running from themselves. They're running from their emotions. They have not stopped. So this forced mm. stop 
is making them crazier. Mm-hmm. Well, I've heard that from a few friends who have said to me, you know, this emotion came up or, you know, I divorced my husband three years ago and this week, for some reason, I'm really pissed at him. I'm like, oh, it's not that you're pissed at him now. You're yeah. still pissed at him. You just never dealt with it. Now you're just yeah. sitting still. So these emotions are coming up. And I think it's exactly. making certain people very fidgety and uncomfortable <laughs> because they don't know how to sit in those emotions. No, they don't. No judgment, by the way. I've been there too. I'm not, you oh. know, I'm certainly not judging. I'm sure I still am, you know, but I'm trying to be super aware of what's coming up right now, just based on the fact that we have nowhere to run. No. And, and part of that for me, and I would love to share this is a spiritual practice, whatever that means to you. Mm-hmm. It's about seriously sitting down and addressing it. It is about saying, all right, I feel uncomfortable. Please help me with these emotions. Please help me to get to the bottom of it so I can release it out and I'm done dealing with it. Although a lot of people are not because who wants to feel uncomfortable and uncertain? A lot of us don't. Especially in an uncomfortable and uncertain time. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I was joking that that I know all of my friends that are control freaks are no longer in hiding because oh, this yeah. this is making the control freaks go crazy because they just cannot, you know, I need to know when this is going to end. I need to know, you know, what the plan is. I need to, and, you know, I'm so grateful for my practice of surrendering. And being able to know what I can control and what I can't. And it doesn't mean that it's a perfect practice, but there are so many times where I feel that anxiety rising and I'm able to just say, okay, you know what? I can't control this. I need to let go of it. Let me focus on what I can control. And that's part of the spiritual practice. Absolutely. I mean, like food shopping today was, you know, I'm trying, like I have in my head, I've got, got these, I want to get these certain because of having cancer and other um, issues that I've had. I, I, you know, in particular about food, but I'm like, I can't control this. I can't control this. So I'm like, I'm going to get what's here and what is available to me. And I will deal with the rest of it at another time because I cannot fight this. Yes. I cannot stress over this. Yeah. I also had a time, a a period this morning when I was walking through the store, the the shelves are really, really empty today for some reason. Yes. And I don't know if I just yeah. Easter Passover. I don't know if I missed the truck. Like, I don't, I don't know what happened. You know, <laughs> know. It's, who knows? Maybe people are excited about toilet paper again and potato chips. I don't know. But regardless, it was just really empty. And I had these moments going through the store of like, um, these fe- this feeling of lack, yes. right? Like uh, this is like probably what it's like to live in Russia during the eighties. And this is, you know, and, and all these stories that I'm telling myself of horrible things and what would happen if there was even less food and what would happen if, and I had to, I had to stop and say to myself, okay, let's switch it and let's think about it this way. Aren't you so grateful that you're healthy enough to be in the store right now? You still have a hundred dollars worth of groceries in your, in your cart. You can afford your groceries today, you know? Okay. So I won't have my organic vegan, whatever, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you know, okay, I have this and I have that and, and my family will eat today. And, and that's a good day on any day. So, you know, just changing your mind also and being present with those negative thoughts because the mind loves to go to the negative place. It's so much easier than the positive place, right? So to be able to go back and say, okay, you know what? This isn't so bad. This is, this is temporary, you know, and I, and I can't control it. I have to just do what I can do with what I got. I, I really do love that you're saying, saying all this because it's so true. It's like when we go down that, um, and one of the things I do during my practice you know, in the morning, like I'll set time aside and it's, I, I work on mindset mm-hmm. and it's important to work on mindset because if we don't, then our minds will go just like our bodies will rush through the day instead mm-hmm. 
reeling it in to be present to what we're doing and how we're doing it. Yeah. And I've caught my head seriously going down that rabbit hole. And I'm like, and where are we? And why are we here? And how is this at all beneficial to me at this moment? Like, mm-hmm. those are the questions I'm starting to ask. I'm like, how is this helping me? Mm-hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're going to do a left turn and mm-hmm. we're going to go that way because yeah. that way looks better. Yeah. You know? And one of the things I took notes this morning on my phone, I've been trying to like keep notes of things that I've been thinking about. I plan to actually do a video on this, but one of the things that really occurred to me was I heard Governor Cuomo on today. You're a fellow New Yorker. As if you guys can't tell by her adorable New York accent, <laughs> I, um, which is so funny because we're probably what, like 10 miles from each other, but we have different accents, right? Yes. <laughs> so um, I, I was listening to Governor Cuomo this morning and he was talking about New York strong, New York strong, we're strong, we're going to be better after all of this. And I just kept thinking that it's so easy to say we're going to be better after this and not explain to people why we're going to be better after this. You know, being better after this is not about getting through this in the most comfortable way possible. That is not going to make you better after this. Yeah. Making, you know, getting better after this is because of the struggle, because of the pain, Um, because of the discomfort without any of that, we won't be better after. So, you know, I'm not saying don't sit home and watch Netflix and be comfortable and, and, you know, do what you need to do to get through this. But I'm just saying we have decisions about how we want to get through this, who we want to be after this and where we want our brain to go. And, you know, we have a lot of thinking to do about who we are right now. And that's tough. Yeah. And not only is that tough, um, one of the things, and please tell me if you've noticed this, the people who you're living with are triggering you. They're triggering you. Yeah. So for me, and I'm not perfect at this, I have done the reacting thing, you know, but for the most part, I'm doing the responding thing. Mm-hmm. There's a so, difference between responding and reacting. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When I'm tired or I've already got barraged with whatever's going on in the world, I don't have a lot of for anybody else. So when that comes at me, I, I do tend to react, Mm -hmm. but lately I've been doing a lot more responding and that's, Mm -hmm. but that's always been me. I've really focused on the response versus the reaction Mm -hmm. and it's showing me where I need to change, tweak, remove, clear up. Um, It's not that we should always be working on ourselves because that's not the point, but it is showing us things that aren't working in our lives Mm -hmm. that we can change to create a better path. Mm-hmm. And for us to easily handle, because like you said, we can't come out of this the same. And if we do, then we've learned nothing, right? Nothing. So we need to, like, I love hearing, and, and uh, please don't take this, but I love hearing that Venice, the waterways are so clear. The dolphins are there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I feel bad for all well, the Italians and what they're going through, but this, I heard too, that in, in China, they're actually seeing sky. Right. So in essence, by locking us up, Mother Nature's doing its own thing. It's mm-hmm. really, you know, I keep, I hear the birds a lot more by me. Uh, it, so there is a way that we can change and stop moving forward the way they are. So I think mm-hmm. this is also kind of bringing us inward to look at ourselves. And I, and I do hope a lot of people are. Cause yeah. Yeah. And there's so many lessons. There's so many lessons yeah. mentally, socially, you know, yes. environmentally, there's so many different lessons to be had right now. If you choose to find them and learn them and that's really a choice, you know, and it really is a choice. So, and I think we're going to um, see that as we 
move forward to coming out of this, how people handle each other, how people make changes. And, um, you know, it's myself included. It's going to be super interesting. I, I have a lot of curiosity of how I'm going to be after yeah. all of this and, and how I am going to choose to show up in the world. And, um, it's, it's, it's an interesting time, isn't it? It's, there's something that I hate to say, say this, but there's, a certain, um, I use this term, I hope everybody, I don't get hate mail about this. There's a certain excitement about it also in that, you know, let's, yes, this is probably the, one of the most horrible things that we can go through. But when you look back at history and you see horrible things, you see beautiful things after we shouldn't have to, unfortunately go through the horrible things for them to happen. But sometimes we do sometimes like you, this is, this is a a really good uh, metaphor for what happened in your body. Right. Sometimes we go through things that are so bad and so difficult that we just tune out, we stop feeling, you know, or it becomes where your body you're, is saying to you, you need to change, make a change and it's, you're not listening. So then the tears just come and you're like, I don't know why I'm crying, but your body's sending you a message for whatever reason right now, the universe, the earth, spirit, whatever is sending us a message and it's ours to listen to. Yeah. I, I really want to go back to when I found out I had cancer. Mm. You know, people get offended when I say having cancer was the best thing for me. Yeah. And they're like, I don't believe you. But mm-hmm. the thing is for me, it taught me a whole new way to live. It taught me to yeah. eat, how to take care of myself, the things I needed to do and to stop hiding behind those emotions that were uncomfortable or to stop hiding and not paying attention to the things I wasn't really happy with. Yep. That was my biggest, my biggest lesson. I just wrote a book actually. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. It's called What the Fuck Just Happened? A Survivor's Guide to Life After Breast Cancer. Ah, me too. Yeah, because you, yeah, because you, when you're done with cancer, all of a sudden you go, what the hell just happened? And how do I put my life back together? I have no idea how to live like this. And you have to relearn how to be a human. (laughs) It's like the craziest thing and how to take care of yourself. And you know, I do, I talk about in the book about radical self-love, like self-love is not enough. You need radical self-love and you need, Mm -hmm. you know, and you need to know what that is. And it's not just bubble baths and manicures, you you know, it's, it's boundary setting. It's speaking your mind, you know, it's, it's watching what you put in your body. Although right now I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of brownies happening and I have no shame about it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You got to do what you got to do at times. But yeah, I mean, I think that this is, I relate what's going on with the coronavirus right now a lot to the cancer journey. And um, maybe that's why it's a little easier for me or for you to say, you know what, we know what we need. We know what we don't need. We have boundaries already. We have practice at this. Yeah. And one of the things somebody said to me, oh my God, you're not afraid of this. And, And my response was I had cancer. I took a left turn when everyone told me to go straight. I took that left turn and kept going. Mm-hmm. I did what I did what was for me. I didn't do the traditional thing, but that was my choice. I did something completely different that worked for me and my body. So if I get it, I get it. But it's, it's, it's our bodies talking to us yeah. that we're not paying attention. And it's the same thing. It's like this whole thing is an experience for mm-hmm. us to stop, breathe, and look within to what we really want. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm truly sorry for all the people who are getting it because it's terrible to get mm-hmm. and have. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's a place for us to be safe because we are home mm-hmm. and to do some introspection. Yeah, 
hundred percent. Well, I'm so glad that we had this talk and I hope that it inspires somebody out there who's struggling right now. Um, and to everybody out there that is, you know, struggling and going through the mourning period or has lost somebody or somebody is ill, you know, our, I, I think I can speak for both of us when I say our hearts go out to you, um, for sure. It's, it's a very difficult time. Um, and if you are healthy, just remember health is a gift. So enjoy it every single day. Like, even if it's a difficult day for you today and you're stressed, you don't have a job or, you know, you're stressed about money. We all are, but you have your health. And if you have your health, you can, you know, come out of this better on the other side. Yeah. Very so Trisha, anybody that wants to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Um, anywhere on social media at Trisha Dyka. And that's T-R-I-C-I-A-D-Y-C-K-A. You could send me an email at Trisha at TrishaDyka.com. Or I'm always on Facebook. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. And we'll put all of those links in uh, the show notes for you guys. If you like this podcast, if it helped you, please share with somebody that you think it will help also. We appreciate you guys. Stay home, stay healthy, wash your hands, and we love you. See you next time.